trigger warning on this episode, we go into depression, suicide, and anything in relation to mental health. If you or someone you know has a problem, you can reach out to the National Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Hi, welcome back to Girls at Lunch Podcast. My name is Leah. And I am the lovely Jennifer. (laughs) I I thought you were going to say my name. (laughs) I am Leah as well. (laughs) Today is Leah Day. (laughs) Today is. Who do you like the best? Um... So, thank you so much for listening to our last episode. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. We got some good feedback um, from everybody that is listening. Um, They're really enjoying it. So, that's exciting. Um, Also, too, I don't think I mentioned on the last podcast that I had a patient. The mom... Was talk. I was talking to this patient about crystals and the pendulum and stuff that I had in my pocket. And his mom comes up and was like, oh my god, my friend has a podcast and they were talking about those things. I just didn't know what it was called. And I was like, what's the podcast called? And she goes, girls, girls. And she's like, yeah, I just can't remember. It's my friend Jen. And I was like, girls at lunch <laughs> and she goes oh yeah that's it i was like that's my podcast i'm leah oh my gosh i love that she is one of my best friends i have been friends with her we met our freshman year so that was like 1999 so yeah, we've been, been a while yeah we've been friends for a really long time i'm so glad that I know. she got to meet you that's awesome i know it made me so happy like i felt like so famous <laughs> For like a quick second. Because you are. I know, right? <laughs> manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. Um, but no, I felt so cool in that moment. Like, I can't believe someone I do not know is talking about something I do. And she was saying how much she liked it before yeah. I even like said anything about me. So it was, it just made me so happy. I just, and shout out to you. Her name is Adrienne. Hi, Adrienne. It made me, it made me so happy. But yeah, so um, and also to all of our DMs and text messages that we're getting from everybody, it just, it just really makes us happy that we're providing good content for you guys that you guys really like. Yeah. So Tasha, hi Tasha. She (laughs) says she likes when she listens to us because she'll listen to us when she travels to Fresno and stuff. So she's like, it's like you guys are in the car with me. Yeah, Um, I love that. That makes me happy. That makes me happy too. And hi Tasha, I miss you. Heard your lips look good. They do. I'm. (laughs) I want to go get mine now. I know. I I even um, messaged Jessica who did my lip flip. I was like, I think I want some Botox and lip filler. She goes, Yes, girl. How much? Or the Botox? How much is the lip filler? Um, I think the lip filler is like four fifty plus. That's not bad. That's the other lady. That's what she's charging around the same. So, I know. I'm really thinking about it. I really want it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, how was your week? It was good. Yeah, boring. Nothing, nothing exciting. Traveled mm-hmm. to Visalia. Woo! Yay! <laughs> so exciting. I know. To Visalia. You miss it. You miss. The I traveling. do. Honestly, I do kind of miss it, and I did think about going back for like a quick second. Don't do it. It's <laughs> I a trap. Know, I don't think I want to. <laughs> Just kidding. I love my job. It's so wonderful. It's a great place um, to work. No, I really did think about going back to it. And for people that don't know, I'm currently working the Cal State 
Bakersfield COVID um, mass vaccination site. Um, and it's ending May 14th. So if you need to still get your COVID vaccine, I would highly suggest going over there. Um, it's free. We don't need your insurance or anything like that. Um, we're giving Pfizer out, not Johnson Johnson, not Madeira or Moderna. Moderna. <laughs> Oh, Moderna. No, we're, Moderna. Not giving, we're not giving the city of Madeira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, so we're giving out Pfizer. Um, you can come in. You can come by and see me. Um, but after that, I have to kind of decide what I want to do after. Um, and I haven't decided yet. So yeah, so I haven't decided yet. But um, you know, everybody say a little prayer for me. Give me good juju. Well, you know, our door is always open. Ah. Uh, we still have an open spot for an IV. Oh, do you? Yes. I do miss doing IVs, though. Mm. I do. Because I really do enjoy poking people. <laughs> That's and watching I the like blood flow. The injections. Yeah, it's fun. No, even at the COVID site, mm-hmm. doing that all day long, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it's boring as hell. But it doesn't bother me because I get to poke people all the time. And <laughs> I, I, I get off on people saying, oh, my God, I didn't even feel that. <laughs> Oh, you're right. You didn't. Mm. That was my favorite thing mm-hmm. to hear. Oh, I didn't even feel that. Yeah, I know. Makes me I'm feel that good. so good. I am that good at giving yeah. you shots. Yeah. I like to tell the people who have like needle phobias, they're like, I'm just really scared of the needle. And I'm like, oh, trust me, you're in good hands. You're not even going to feel it. And they're like, <laughs> no, I am. I'm going to feel it. And then I poke them before they're even finished saying their sentence. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, done. And they're like, that's oh, it. That's it. That's all that you have to do. It makes me so happy. I didn't even feel it. Yeah. It makes oh me God. so happy. But other than that, how was your week? Uh kind of shitty, literally. Um Connor was more like vomity, but you know it's Oh both. He had both. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, both. It was a trigger warning to that too, <laughs> if you're eating. Um, Connor was vomiting and had diarrhea mm. since last Wednesday. Um, he was with his dad and started that night and then he, he still kind of has it, but his stool is a little better now. Mm-hmm. It's not as, um, runny. It's starting to get formation. More solid. Yeah. But that's kind of crappy. And he just kept saying about how much his tummy hurt and... And there's nothing we can do. No, there's literally nothing. Like, if he was older, I could give him, like, modium or, you know, something like that. But he wouldn't even take it. He wouldn't even... Or he won't take anything. He wouldn't take uh, Pepto-Bismol. I tried giving kids Mm Pepto-Bismol. Would not take it. Which I don't... Like, I don't like Pepto-Bismol either. It tastes disgusting. The pediatricians I used to work with don't even recommend Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, his... They recommend the brat diet, which is bananas... Applesauce, rice, and mm. toast. That's yeah, his, so not how you spell brat, but you yeah, know what I mean. <laughs> Bart. Bart. Uh, it's the Bart diet. <laughs> but no, his pediatrician said the same thing. She was like, don't give him any more Pepto. Um, uh, just do like bland foods and starches. Yeah. So, um, so, but he's doing okay. He had toast yesterday. He had a little bit of food. Um, Dale's going to pick him up today. So hopefully he did really well. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anywho, um, today we're going to talk about mental health. So another trigger warning. 
if you are sensitive to anything involving mental health, I would highly suggest to turn this podcast off and turn into next week because we'll talk about something else. (laughs) (laughs) But um, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, We are recording this in April. However, it will happen. It will be out uh, in May. So happy Mental Health Awareness Month, if you want to say that. Um, (laughs) Anywho, um, we're just going to talk a little bit about our mental health. Um, We did touch on it with the mom episode, Mm -hmm. um, but we'll go in a little bit deeper about us. Um, Something that I didn't get to talk about on the mom episode is that I had postpartum depression so bad and you always see those moms on tv who kill their children right Mm -hmm. and I thought to myself how could anybody ever get to that point where they want to kill their child or kill anybody in general yeah I unfortunately got to that part and I will never ever judge another person like that ever again because it is the worst feeling and even two years later I still feel so shitty about that feeling and feeling like I needed to kill my child and I'm glad that I had the support system and even though I didn't open up to anybody about my thoughts about what I was doing, people did notice that there was something wrong. And I think that if you're going to take anything out of this is if you feel something in your gut that's telling you this is not right, something is wrong with this person, they're giving off little warning signs talk to them yes talk to them because it has happened twice in my life and i am so so thankful that those people reached out to me because if they didn't who knows what have what would have happened and no i was not abusing my child i was not doing anything to him but the thoughts were there yeah and it just it's a bad it's a bad feeling it's a bad feeling and I never want anybody to ever feel like that because it's awful yeah and moms who actually like go through with you know killing their child it's it's there's no excuse to it at all to murdering anybody but I understand a lot better now than I did before having Connor yeah you know, um, have you ever dealt with that? The only person I've ever, like, thought of killing is myself. Yeah. Never my children. I mean, sometimes it can be brats. <laughs> Noxious. And, yeah, and get on my nerves. But, no, I've never had thoughts of killing them mm-hmm. or Wayne. Yeah. As much as he annoys me at times. <laughs> and now I've never, like I said, the only thoughts I've ever had of killing anyone or myself. I've never felt, as they say, I've never been a threat to society, only a threat to myself. Mm-hmm. And I've had one actual suicide attempt 
that thankfully was stopped. Um, I've had multiple thoughts of suicide. I haven't in years, thank God. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say years. Recently, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before I got on my meds, I was working in Delano and I was living in Bakersfield. And you drive down the 99 and there would be times when I'm like, I should just stop abruptly in front of the semi. Yeah. Or, I don't know, there was like a train off the road of the 99 and I was like, can I hit it at just the right angle? Mm Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I always think of my kids. Though I, I know it sounds so cliche, but they literally saved my life. Yeah, I think, I think having children and knowing that you would be leaving them forever, you know, is, yeah. is something that really does stop you. I mean, there are people that it doesn't stop. And that's really sad. It is really And sad. those are... But it's... You've met me. hmm Obviously. No, I've never met you. <laughs> How often have you seen me at my lowest point? Mm. I wouldn't say your lowest point, but I've seen you, like, pretty fucking upset. <laughs> that was that, that one day... <laughs> well, the storage room... There was a storage room day, and then mm. there was the dirty room day. Those were pretty low points. Not my lowest point, but those were, like, really bad. But other than that, I'm, like, such a happy-go-lucky person. And there are days I go home and I'm exhausted because I'm... So used to putting on this show. Yes, and I feel like I'm putting not on that the you're, front. Not that you're not that you're fake. Yeah, that, not that I'm faking it, but I just... I feel like I have to be happy and I'm a people pleaser and that's one of my biggest flaws. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am doing an interview. What are three flaws that you have? I am a people pleaser. And that is, that can take a toll on you too. Mm-hmm. Because there are times when I want, well, like look at last week. I didn't want to leave because I wanted to make sure you were okay and that you yeah. were happy and that everything was good with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that can cause me to stress out at times too. Yeah. When you're, yeah, when you're, yeah, when you're a people pleaser, it's. It's you constantly take on other people's emotions, mm-hmm. and that in an in and of itself is so exhausting. Well, and that's part of having borderline personality disorder, which mm-hmm. is what I have. And no, I'm not like schizo or have multiple personalities. It's yeah. just there's there's no medication to treat it, mm-hmm. but it's like fear of abandonment. Um. Always making sure you're pleasing people, over um, overspending, uh, going out and having sex with multiple people. Like, this is me to a T. Yeah. You know? But that's also something well, I don't I've have told... sex with multiple people anymore. No, you have one husband. Yeah. <laughs> but you have sister husbands. <laughs> I have multiple husbands. Yeah. Brother husbands. <laughs> um... <laughs> is that funny if we had brother husbands? <laughs> But no, that's something I've told you countless times. You stop. You have to stop pleasing other people because those people are the people that take full advantage of you. And it's hard to stop. It is hard to stop. Because I want that satisfaction. Well, that and I also want people to tell me I'm such a good person. Mm -hmm. I'm doing such a great job. 
not because I'm conceited or self-centered, but I want to know that I'm doing good. Yeah, you want that I want to know that. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what I want. Yeah. Sometimes I almost need it. Just like before when we were talking and I just told you, I'm in my feels today and I already told my husband, I'm going to need you to want me today. Mm-hmm. And it's not in a sexual way. It's just yeah. I'm going to need him to tell me how much he loves me and that. Be a little extra. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's not because I'm clingy or whiny. It's just that's what I need to hear today from him. If not, all the doubt and negativity is going to come flooding mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's hard not to please other people. But once you get to that point in your life where you're just done doing things for other people it feels a lot better I'm slowly getting there you are I'm super proud of you I really am but too I'm at that point in my life too where I was in a relationship with someone that took complete advantage of my niceness and I would make dinner I would bake treats for this person's work and I would go above and beyond. I'd fix things. I loved to fix his problems and make him feel good about himself. But in the end, I was forgetting about myself and my Mm -hmm. happiness. I wasn't getting dressed anymore. I wasn't showering as much. I wasn't cleaning the house. I wasn't working out as much. I, I was falling short on myself. You know, losing that person has caused a lot of doubt in myself and who I am and that I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. you know. But I know I'm good enough. I'm not an unattractive person. No, you're not. I have a lot of drive. I have a lot of ambition. I'm doing really good with my life, minus that person. Well, look, you're going to school to become an RN. Yeah, exactly. And I have really good grades. And I started a podcast, something that I've been talking about for years. And, you know, I'm a good mom. And for that person to kill my spirit is so shitty. Yeah. And for them to get me to the point where I felt like I needed to kill myself is horrendous yeah i told myself i wasn't gonna cry (laughs) i already knew i was gonna cry (laughs) so come on you know i'm the biggest cry baby you've ever met you are (laughs) (laughs) i'm a pisces what can i say but for for that person to get me to that point is just so shitty you know and They did, when I told them about it, they did feel like, you know, I'm so sorry, like, that it got to that point. Like, don't ever do that. Like, it's not worth it, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, you know? But it's like, you feel like you'd be better off. Yeah. You want that pain to go away instead of facing it. And I promise you, it's way better to face it than to... Give up your entire life just for that moment of pain to just go away, Mm -hmm. you know? And it is a moment. It doesn't feel like a moment in that point in time, but it is a moment. It's so small. My moment right now has lasted two months and two days. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still happening, 
But it will eventually go away and I will eventually be happy. Some people's moments last a lot longer, but it will go away. But Mm -hmm. you have to find yourself and you have to be happy with yourself. You have to reach out to people and you have to talk. You have to talk. You cannot bottle it up at all. And if it wasn't for our old boss, Denise, Mm -hmm. and me reaching out to her and telling her I I couldn't make it to work tomorrow or the next day, there is a... slight chance that I wouldn't be sitting here right now and talking about it. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember. That's really bad to think about. But I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> no. My, my first attempt, um, I was 19. I was in the Army. And it's, I was away from family, you know, I had friends and I had been struggling with depression since high school. And it's, it's funny because people always think it's like, oh, you're just a teen. You don't know real, uh, like world problems or anything like that. But, you know, I was 19 and I was struggling with things because I was on my own. I had no, like, I guess, structure mentally. And I was really homesick and, like, nobody understood and nobody could understand anything. And I had been drinking. And I don't even know what my breaking point was. But all I remember was sitting there and thinking, you know what? I'm going to go drive my car into a bridge right now into because I was at Fort Lewis and they have this bridge where you go under and it takes you to the other side of the fort so you would go under the freeway and they had these big giant pillars and I said I'm gonna do it and I went and told my friend this is what I'm gonna do I will see you later and I left and well, I went back to my room to start packing things and they came in they grabbed my keys they set me down they called my sergeant And they took me to this place. It was called Five North because it was fifth floor in the North Wing at the hospital. So I was there for a little bit and they took everything from me. I had to wear those ugly rubber socks. I had to wear paper pajamas. I could not have my phone with me. I could not have a toothbrush with me. I could not have nothing. They would physically stand there and watch me shower. They would watch me pee. I had to ask permission for everything um the the bed counts were the worst though because why they would come in flash you with a flashlight wake you up to make sure you were still alive yeah it's like something like every 15 minutes or something Mm -hmm. so you couldn't even sleep there you weren't allowed to take naps and then i remember because it was on a friday night so I, they released me because they had to do a mandatory 72-hour hold. And they released me, and then I went and got therapy, which I'm glad I did. And that helped me to figure out what my issues were. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my breaking point. Hi, I'm interrupting uh, the story that we were just talking about and want to f- apologize 
to everybody that has been waiting for our podcast to drop. It is Monday the 3rd and we're having to re-record part of what we were talking about because somehow the idiot who is using the computer, i.e. myself, uh, forgot to press record after stopping. And so we <laughs> cried and talked about a bunch of other stuff that now we don't have. So here is us talking about what we were already talking about. Okay, so where I, after what we listened to, where I know I left off at that, I was raped. And that was my breaking point. That's what was causing me to have my first I guess my first trigger to want to commit suicide because uh, he ended up getting away with it. I was in the military at the time, like I said, because I was at the military hospital. And um, I had to go in for questioning when I finally, you know, told someone what had happened. And I it was a couple days later when I finally told somebody what had happened. Uh, so they took me to the hospital. Of course, there's no evidence. Everything was all cleaned up. Everything was healed. Everything was better. Uh, I threw my clothes away from that night so if there were any evidence on it that was all gone it's just not something that I thought not that I didn't think to report it right away but it's you can't physically say what you would do until you've been in that situation yeah 100% and that's my response to when I was put in that situation I ran back to my room took all my clothes off threw them in the trash bag showered cleaned everything that I could I felt so disgusted I was using scorching hot water I was like clawing at my skin to get that feeling to go away and so what had happened was he had had invited me over to watch drumline to this day I cannot watch that movie because it just triggers that for me and it's a stupid movie it's a horrible <laughs> it's fucking a movie horrible movie um anything that Nick Cannon does yeah. is fucking terrible well, besides Mary and Mariah Carey, I really like her. I fucking can't stand her either. <sighs> Bye. I can't, I can't do this podcast with you anymore. That's the end of this, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. <laughs> um, side note, I am glad we get to record this because now I feel like I can talk better about it and I'm more prepared yeah. than I was when I just threw myself into it. But um, so he had invited me over to watch a movie. I thought everything was okay. At the time, I thought we were just friends. And... Um, he took advantage of me you know and he started pulling out my clothes I told him no he started taking down my pants and I told him no and I can tell you exactly what I was wearing I was wearing gray sweatpants and a shirt the same color you're wearing with a little pocket that belonged to women you know because I those are my favorite shirts I still wear those types of shirts you know and he pulled my pants down and he told me if I fought back he would kill me and I was not trying to die. I tried to fight back and then he choked me. And so I knew he was going to kill me. So I stopped fighting back and I just laid there and I let it happen. And so when they finally got me into the police station, they hounded me and hounded me and hounded me. And I kept telling them, yes, I was raped. Yes, I was raped. Yes, I was raped. And at the, at the very end, they asked me if I was raped by the said guy's name and I said, according to your definition, no, I wasn't raped. And they said, there you go. We told you we weren't, you weren't raped. And so that drove me to want to kill myself because he got away with it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like things like that are why people don't report it because no one, you know, if, okay, so I didn't fight back. 
that doesn't mean that it was consensual. I don't know. I don't know why people people who are in the like those types of um, authoritative, you know, positions. I don't understand why they feel that just because you didn't fight back <laughs> means that you weren't raped. Like that doesn't that doesn't even fucking make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's like me beating your ass and you not fighting back fighting me back and then when you go to the police and say she beat my ass i have this is what she did to me and then being like no Mm -hmm. she didn't beat your ass yeah you know like that's fucking stupid that it sounds stupid that's what i'm saying it's so dumb for them to say that i wasn't raped when i know i was raped so Mm -hmm. that right there telling me i wasn't raped i wasn't valid enough Mm -hmm. they didn't care about me and because According to their definition, he got away. Mm-hmm. He was fine to f- and free to walk. Yeah. He was okay. And it continues and continues and it continues. Does. Like I said before in the, the original recording, is that I have two friends that I, that I know of that are very vocal about them being raped in the military. One was a Marine. The other one um, is Army Reserve. And it, ha- it happens. It mm-hmm. happens. And it's so sad that people don't take people seriously. But it's also sad, too. That people lie. That people lie about it. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a horrible thing. Because you put into place the, the doubt in other people's minds, mm-hmm. you know? And like for yourself, for instance, you weren't wearing anything provocative you weren't asking for it no quote unquote um but unfortunately there are going to be people like the people that investigated they're going to like have that doubt Mm -hmm. you know and it's like i mean i'm not going to give excuses for them at all but like what drove them to feel that they have to have doubt no, I mean, I understand. I understand that, too. And I think if I wasn't the one being questioned, I would wonder why they were doubting me as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just their definition of it. Yeah, is it's what really stupid. Is, is what really drove it home for me. Like, mm-hmm. why, do, why do I have to fight back? Yeah. It, sh- it should be so simple in our society to say, hey, I was raped. This is what happened to me. And everybody would be like, where is that motherfucker at? Yeah. Like, why Why do we have to investigate shit like that? Like, why? And unfortunately, it's so freaking common. It's so common. That's so sad that women can't feel like they can be alone with a man because yeah. of that. Like, I mean, going back to like... Um, part of the reason why I haven't met up with anybody that I've talked to on um, Tinder or anything like that is because that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, it's well, not only that, sometimes they want you to go to places that you're unfamiliar with, mm-hmm. you know, um, or they don't want you to bring a friend. To, yeah, you, I don't know. Like, or let me pick you up. No, I don't. Nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope, no, you drive two separate fucking cars unless you know that person. Then you can drive with mm-hmm. them, but 
two separate cars. You don't want to know, you don't want them to know where you're at. You don't want, or where, where you live, I mean. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to leave when you want to leave. I mean, it, now it's a little easier because we all have Uber and Lyft. But still, yeah. it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time for those things to come. Well, you know what's funny? I feel like we're going off topic. But it's what happens when I you know. talk about something like three <laughs> days later. Sorry, everybody. Um, no, just like I remember before I started working for the current job where, well, I'm still working at, um, I wanted to go walking in the morning and I was like, oh, I'll just take my dog with me and I'll take a vest. And I'm just like, no, I still don't think I'm going to be safe enough, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just there's – and I don't think it matters what you look like at all. It doesn't. It does not matter at all what you look like. It doesn't. And and thankfully, I mean, hopefully my my father – I don't think I've told you this. My father is um, starting a company. I don't want to tell you everybody, but I'll tell you off mic. But – um, he's starting a company where um, they teach defense tactics. And I have told him, because he has taught me how to defend myself, and I could probably kill somebody with my fingers. <laughs> and um, I've ta- I told him, like, we should do free women's defense classes. And we have gone to – sorry, that's my dog. We have gone to places um, – and taught my friends we've done classes at my previous jobs before and everybody loved it and they felt safer and Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to carry a gun or a taser or pepper spray anything like that using being aware of your surroundings and using what you have your fingers your keys your freaking purse your cell phone Mm -hmm. your car like use all those things you have those deadly tools you know it's it's simple well even one of my aunts she used to work uh in the area where you know i currently work out now and you know that's a bad area Mm -hmm. before she walked out of her building she would set her keys up between all her fingers and had them in a fist yep as she walked to her car yep you'll see me i do the same thing Mm -hmm. i always have my i don't put them in between my fingers because it's uncomfortable but i always have them in my hands I'm constantly looking around. One time, my husband and I, we were walking, and it was late at night, and I watched him walk to the car compared to how I walk to the car when mm-hmm. I'm by myself. And I was like, damn, not to have a care in the world. No, wouldn't that be To be, be nice? able to walk to the car without looking around, especially if I yeah. have my kids, because sometimes, you know, they wanted to go to the store with me at nighttime. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, holding on to them. I remember one time Riley and I stopped at an, eight, uh, an a.m. p.m., and there was this guy, like, screaming at a gas station. So what I, like, I mean, at a trash can at the gas station. So what I did was I walked Riley around to her side, unlocked the door, put her in, locked the door, walked around to my side, unlocked my door. And thankfully on my side, when I unlocked the driver's door, only the driver's door unlocked. So even if he ambushed my car, he wouldn't be able to open it up Mm -hmm. to get her out. And then she was like, why'd you do that? And I was like, because that man is terrifying me right now. And I don't need him to take you, you know? Um, So. Exactly. Anyways, back to our topic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that drove you to want to commit suicide as a second time, right? No, that was the that first, was the first time. time. Yeah, and that's because he got away with it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that happening was really hard for me. Yeah, I bet. And it was just the whole not believing. And then not once did I ever think, did I make that up? 
But you know, there are people out there who have gone through that. Like, did I really make that up? Yeah. Did that really happen? Mm -hmm. Did I really want it? But maybe I just didn't like it. There's never been a doubt in my mind. Well, it's interrogating. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said, I back our, our men and women in blue. However, that is a tactic that they use. They question and question and question and question until you question yourself. Yeah, and I've never, I knew I was raped. I Mm -hmm. know for a fact I was raped. And the fact that they did not believe me and the fact that he got away with it made me not want to live here anymore. Like, why should I live in a world where I don't, how do I say, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say this right. That people don't believe me. I was going to say that I don't get believed. That's not a proper sentence. (laughs) You know, that. People don't believe me when I'm telling them the truth and the fact that a man can rape me and get away with it. Why do I want to live in this place? Why do I want to bring children into something like this? Why? What a terrible world. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the point of living if uh, they're not going to believe me over something simple? Yeah. Can I put a positive spin on it, though? Yes. Okay. So what happened to you is terrible and that person should get more than enough karma in their life if they aren't already dead i hope they are <laughs> yeah i know that's a shitty thing it to is say, it but. is but you know what he did a shitty fucking thing to you and who off topic but i'm sure he's done it more than yeah. just what happened to you um but i'm glad that you're still alive because you can one we know each other <laughs> i know but one you're able to speak to people about it right now yeah and what if there are people that are listening to us and being like contemplating suicide over you know them being raped or even other things that have happened to them and you can say hey i was at that point in my life too it's not worth it you know we- it's not and i mean sorry to cut you off it's okay but i think about that if i would have ended my life at 19 years old i would not have my kids today mm-hmm and God, do I love them. They, they're so funny. They crack me up. I wouldn't have met my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have made all like met all my great friends. There are so many things that I've done with my mom over the years that I wouldn't have got to do. Exactly. You know, and it's like, it's a quick, like they always say, it's a quick solution. It's a quick solution for your problems, but mm-hmm. you're going to give everyone else problems. Yeah, it's like, it's like the pain. And like I said, uh, in the earlier part of this podcast is that, uh, the storms are only temporary Mm -hmm. and it sucks. Sometimes the storms last longer than others. It can be minutes. It could be hours. It could be days. It could be months. It could be years, but that doesn't define the rest of your life. No, it It really doesn't. And that unfortunately that brief you know 30 minutes or hour that that man took from you does not define you as a human being Mm -hmm. at all and you're able to sit here with me now and you're able to talk about it and to be like this happened to me and yes you do cry and yes you do shed tears because it is trauma but you're not allowing that to define the rest Mm -hmm. of your life you know and that, to me, is such a strong, beautiful thing out of something that's so terrible. Yeah. 
And if that's, you know, something that people can take from this, that's wonderful. Yeah. They're not alone in that. But like you said, it's not just being raped. There, I know there are multiple so things. There's so things, yeah. You know, and mine, that was my biggest thing. And I know I was still depressed when I first got pregnant with Noah. And my husband and I, it was our first year of marriage. It was, well, technically it was our second because he just got back uh, from deployment. Things were different with him. Things were different with me. And, um, you know, I was, I was pregnant, so I had all kinds of emotions and we weren't having a good time. And so there I was again, sitting on my toilet thinking, okay, what's worth living for? What's, mm. what's worth it? You know, why, why should I go on? I don't know. I talked about this earlier. If it's, if I did, sorry for the repeat, but I don't remember what we talked about, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, and then I felt no kick. And then I was like, that's my purpose. Yeah. That's, I'm just going to give it a little bit more. You know, and that's, and that's how it, to, to this day, I'm fine. I'm on medication. I'm medicated. I'm not seeing a therapist. I know I should see a therapist, but, you know, it used to be for me, you know, day by day, like, okay, I can do it today. I can do it today. I can do it today. And I think I mentioned this earlier in the first recording. So I think this is already in there. But, you know, when I used to work in Delano, there would be days I would be driving home. And I'm like, it'd be so easy just to the Formoso Bridge. Mm-hmm. I was like, it'd be so easy to just drive off this. Yeah. Or as I'm racing a train down the freeway, I'm like, it'd be so easy to go into that train right now. Yeah. You know, and I mean, thankfully, I haven't had thoughts like that in such a long time. So I'm really grateful for that. But I know if I saw a therapist. <laughs> you bring up a lot yeah yeah but you know I'm I'm glad that you're here because it you know I was I nobody else wanted to do a podcast <laughs> Thanks, no. no I'm glad I really am glad that we're friends like I really mm-hmm. do appreciate you and all that you've and like I said done. earlier I think that uh, I don't I don't believe in coincidences at all and you and I were meant to to be friends Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that now we have a platform to be able to talk freely about this subject and um be able to tell people that they aren't alone in those situations because I'm 31 and my feelings were two months ago Mm -hmm. you know and it's like they're they're still happening and I and the thing is, for anybody that's, like, worried about me, I'm fine. I promise. <laughs> uh, I I see a therapist now, you know, and people around me um, that are around me know the situation and know exactly um, what I've been going through, and they're able to reach out to me. But um, it happens, and it can happen at 10. It can happen at 30. It can happen at 80 Mm -hmm. years old, you know, it can happen at any point in someone's life. And, um, just because you, someone's happy or grown and mature and you think that they have everything in the world doesn't, that's, that's not always what's true. And I think I'm very lucky to have a great family and great friends. And, you know, I, I have a great son and a good career and, but it's not, not always what it's cracked up to be. No, and I don't think anybody has a perfect life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you do, you do. But I don't think everybody out there 
has a great life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I still, I have my struggles still. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I told you, I again, I don't know if this was recorded earlier, if it was recorded after, or if we just spoke about this on, off, uh, off podcast. I was gonna say off the record. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know what we call it. <laughs> off the blog. Um, uh, off that, the you know, blog. like <laughs> when I'm not on my medication, I'm exhausted by the end of the day because I try so hard to be someone I'm not because mm-hmm. I I guess I would say I'm embarrassed but that's me as a person not everybody feels the way I am but I'm sometimes embarrassed to let people know that I have that side of me that I'm depressed that I struggle with life that I struggle with you know keeping my house clean because you know I go through a depressive episode that I struggle sometimes with um doing laundry because it's like Mm -hmm. what for what's the purpose you know and that's not like the main reason it's just I go through bouts of depression you know and the people who are most affected by it are my family my husband and my kids which I am deeply sorry that they have to go through that but thankfully my husband's supportive of it Mm -hmm. he totally supports me not cleaning the house no Mm -hmm. (laughs) no he knows when I'm doing that and he'll either pick up the slack where it needs to be or He'll just sit there with me in a pile of laundry that needs to be washed. Yeah. You know? I mean, and sometimes I come out of it. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. But when I'm at work, I put on a show for these people sometimes. You know, I put on a front that I'm this happy-go-lucky person and my life is so perfect. Yeah. But it's not, you know? And there are a lot of demons that I battle internally that, you know, not a lot of people know about because I feel like they don't need to know about it. Mm-hmm. yeah and it, yeah I was the same way like having to admit that I felt like killing myself two months ago was super hard it is and it's hard to like because you feel not that having those emotions or feelings make you feel this way but I felt weak mm-hmm. and I don't think that about anybody I don't think that anybody who is depressed or has uh, thoughts of suicide is weak but that's how I felt I didn't feel weak I can tell you that right now I did not I mean yeah it was a low point in my life but I had gone through something traumatic but mm-hmm. as a, I mean not that you didn't go through something traumatic I'm sorry no, I didn't no, mean no. like that but yeah. you know what I mean my outcome of that was I was I felt damn I had gotten to a really low point in my life mm-hmm. I did not feel like I was a weak person I didn't feel like I was a loser not that you feel like Everything I'm about to say is not how you feel. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, and I know people out there feel like this, but just because you get to that point does not make you a loser, does not make you weak, does not make you unimportant, does not make you, you know, scum or anything. Yeah, and that's exactly my point, is that I felt those things, Mm -hmm. but that's not the truth. Yeah. That's that's not not the truth at all. Like, if anything... I should be proud of myself for reaching out to people and even having people like yourself who were around me who like noticed that something was more wrong than usual. Mm -hmm. And that to me, like the fact that I've been able to grow relationships like that with people and people care about me that much, that much, you know, like that's amazing. Like obviously I'm somewhat of a decent person if I've attracted these types of people you know 
and and some people truly do not have that support yeah that support and that is horrible but find those people Mm -hmm. go to therapy talk to somebody if anything therapists are like 100 percent your people you know because they are able to talk you through that and my therapist I kind of, after it had happened, I think I saw her, unfortunately, two weeks later. Um, but she, I kind of skimmed over it, and she went, hmm. <laughs> and then she let me finish, and she goes, so you know I'm going to circle back to that, right? Yeah. And I was like, I know. And she goes, so what happened? And I told her what happened, and I said, but... I did X, Y, and Z. I I called your office numerous times to get in with you sooner. Nobody answered. I called behavioral, um, mental health, whatever it's called. The um, the admissions people. I called them twice. They were um not available. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the national crisis hotline number. I I didn't even fucking think about it. I didn't have the Kern um county um crisis hotline. And uh, something else I didn't think about. Now both of those things are in my phone in case something like that does arrive or I meet somebody that I feel that, that needs that number. But I don't even know where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not, you're not weak. You went yeah. through something horrible. And I'm not saying that mine's more horrible. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that yours is more horrible. I'm not saying that mine is less or yours is less. You went through something that was horrible for you. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, if someone's going through horrible, no matter how big or small it is, you don't have the right to tell that person. That's not as bad as what I went through. Mm -hmm. No, when you told me your issues, the very first thing out of my mouth was, you know, I went through something similar, so talk to me whenever you need to. Yeah. I never once try to sit here and be like, well, mine was way worse than yours because blah, 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 blah happened. I'm not trying to give too much detail for people who don't know her because this is something we will talk about on a later podcast. But, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I've never been that type of person because your trauma is just as valid as my trauma. Yeah. You know. And, and, and that's the... <sighs> And that circles back to the the whole rape thing is that you something happening to you like um and this is all speculation at this point in time, but how you were raped mm-hmm. versus how do you know who Jake Paul is? Yeah. Okay. So he is right now uh, being accused of uh, raping this girl. Apparently, he um, forced oral sex on her. Mm -hmm. And she's saying that she is raped, which if all this happened, that she was raped. Um, No matter how it it happened, she was raped. Um, Your, what happened to you and what happened to her are different situations, Mm -hmm. but it's still trauma no matter how it happened. Well, like I said, he choked me. And then when I stopped fighting back, he let me go. And he mm-hmm. finished doing what he was doing, raping me. And that's how my rape happened. Mm-hmm. There are people who are drugged. There are yes. people who have the crap beat out of them. Yes. You know, I was fortunate enough 
as shitty as that is, to not have the crap beat out of me, to not be drugged, Mm -hmm. to not be drunk. I was awake and alert. And as shitty as this is about to sound, sometimes I wish I was drugged. Sometimes I wish I was so you wouldn't drunk. remember. Yeah. And, you know, I know that sounds really shitty saying that, but it's like just because my rape happened from different from somebody else does not mean, one, that I was not raped, and two, that my rape isn't as valid as somebody, somebody who else. was drugged. Yeah. And like I said, you and I went through something similar, and I didn't tell you, well, mine was more horrible than you, but I'm going to be here for you. Mm-hmm. I was telling you. I had a similar situation. I'm here if you need me. Yeah. You know. And And you should never... You should always validate somebody's feelings. You should never not validate their feelings, no Mm -hmm. matter what the hell it is. And I have been told in the past, your feelings don't matter. Which is stupid. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. My feelings do matter. Just because you don't feel the same way doesn't mean that I don't feel that way. Mm -mm. Everybody reacts to a situation differently. Differently. And I'm going to use my grandma passing. Mm -hmm. My, some of my cousins were closer to her than I was. And yeah, I was sad when she passed away. Don't get me wrong. She was my grandma. I did have some good times with her, but I wasn't as close to her as my other cousins were. Their heartbreak was worse than my heartbreak, but Mm -hmm. nobody gave me crap about it Mm -hmm. because I wasn't sitting there bawling my eyes out, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were. Yeah. And so, you know, my heartbreak is just as valid as their heartbreak. Same thing for like, I know my dad cried, but my dad was really strong. My dad is a really strong man and I did not give him any crap for not crying as much as his sister was crying Mm -hmm. or as much as my cousin was crying. Because I've always known him to be a strong man, you know. And so I think that's another thing, too, people get crap about because of how they grieve. And you're allowed to grieve how you grieve. Yeah, everybody grieves differently. Yeah. As hospice nurses, we're taught, like, grief comes in several different forms. And it doesn't have to go in order. Yeah. You can go to angry, to sad, to denial, to back to angry. Like, you can grieve any way that you want. Mm Mm-hmm. And just because you're not grieving, you know, it's like, okay, we're, we'll go to my grandpa. Mm-hmm. My grandpa passed away two years ago, I think. He passed away of a heart attack. And it was before COVID, the year before COVID. And um, me as a nurse, I'm used to seeing dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially as a hospice nurse. Yeah, especially as a hospice nurse. And... To me, seeing him there, I was prepared already. Yes, mm-hmm. it's my grandpa. Yes, I'm I'm sad and I miss him every day. But his soul was not in that body. Mm-hmm. It was the vessel. And everybody around me was crying. My dad could barely come in and say goodbye. Mm-hmm. He came in, kissed uh, his cheek, and we prayed, and my dad walked out. And then my dad went outside and joked around with my brother mm-hmm. and it was because he that's how he grieves i was not emotional mm-hmm. i was more like this is what happens yeah this it everybody lives and they die you know but that's something that i've been conditioned to yeah, do because that's you know? your job my aunt who's a principal she was bawling her eyes out 
and it's, that's her dad and of course she should ball, ball her eyes out you know mm-hmm. but just because she's crying doesn't mean i i loved my grandpa less than she yeah, loved her dad and, and that's what i'm saying like i loved my grandma don't get me mm-hmm. wrong i loved her i just wasn't as close Mm-hmm. because there was a language barrier but i still loved her but i just i was i wasn't emotional mm-hmm. like you said i wasn't emotional for it yeah and i i did cry when we talked her in i cried and um there was one point where my dad was crying right well, they handed out roses to everybody so we like all the family members so we can put roses on her casket and my dad was crying, so I went up and hugged him, and I started crying, mm-hmm. you know. But um, other than that, that was, you know, how I felt. And I'm still sad. I miss her. And, you know, it's going to suck to not be able to go over and see her like I used to. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's just my – sorry that, like, dragged on. But that's just my point that everybody experiences trauma differently. You know, mm-hmm. somebody in a in – could have experienced the same – rape that I did and would not have taken it as far as I did. Yeah. You know, maybe they, not that they could have moved on. Who knows? They could have moved on. But somebody could have been like, that didn't really happen and shut it off. Yeah. In their, in their own, in their own mind, you know, and that's just how they deal with their own trauma. Yeah. And you dealt with it with a complete, um, different, uh, way, but it doesn't, who, those two situations mm-hmm. they could be identical and you just handle it different but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that person that said nah that didn't happen doesn't it doesn't mean that their trauma is less than no and it is not less than mine exactly. but not only that like what if i reacted the same way even if he did get caught mm-hmm. even if he did get put in jail mm-hmm. even if they did believe me who's to say i wasn't going to react like that mm-hmm. that was a very traumatic experience for me yeah you know, and it's just, I don't know. But, yeah, that's what we were saying. Don't make anybody feel invalid or, like, they're worse. Wait, no. They're, you know what, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's something that my dad told me? Um, so my, you know this, but my dad's a police officer. And my stepmom, she works at Costco. She uh, works in the pharmacy and also does, um, like, cashiering and stuff. And my dad told me a few months ago that he used to get mad at my stepmom when she would come home mad about work and talking about how tired she was and what a terrible day she had, right? And he said he used to really get upset with her and be like, what about your day was terrible? You work at Costco. What What about that day is so terrible? I, I see people dead all the time. Mm-hmm. I have to arrest shitty people. I get spit on. I have to fight people. I have to use my gun. Like, what? How, how, how are those the same? They're not. I had a terrible day. And I used to think to my... When he told me that, I was like, Dad, like, no. You know? And it's the same thing with Dale and I. Dale's a police officer too. I 100% know he has crappy days at work. Mm-hmm. That's I'm 100%. That's me validating his feelings. He, You have shitty ass days at work. However, me seeing a, a one-month-old baby die. That's shitty. That's shitty. And I have every right, just like my stepmom has every right 
to have crappy days at work. Mm-hmm. And it could be every day. Yeah. She could have somebody, and she told me that she had somebody yell at her and call her an asshole. And she handled it appropriately and professionally. But that still hurt her feelings. Yeah. And that probably caused for the rest of her day to be really crappy. Mm-hmm. And me seeing that one month old and having to go to work because it was in the middle of the night. Having to go to work a few hours later, that is so shitty. Yeah. But Dale and my dad don't know things like that. My brother doesn't know stuff like that. And it's because they are in a completely different profession. But you still need to validate the other person's feelings. I have no idea what my dad and brother and uh, Dale's day at work is like. Because I'm not a police officer. Mm -hmm. But I can imagine it's pretty crappy. Yeah. Well, my husband does not have a crap. Well, no. I'm not going to say it like that. His job is different than Dale's and your dad's and your brother's. Mm -hmm. My husband's a mechanic and he works on, you know, uh, semi-trucks. So he works on semi-trucks and he's out in the sun or, you know, he's laying on the wet ground and stuff like that. So he has really crappy days some days. Not mm-hmm. as crappy as your husband's. but No, 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 but, no. But it's still valid. It's, yeah. And like I like to joke on my admin days. I'm like, oh, it was so hard today. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But like that day we had that terrible day in Visalia and I was screamed at <laughs> literally screamed yeah. at you know I that went was a home. great day what are you just so about? fantastic I went home you know and that was my ca- crappy day you know not every day is crappy with my job just like not every day is crappy with his but you know like he makes me feel valid when I have crappy days like that just like I make him feel valid mm-hmm. when he has crappy days and I I guess if we're going to end it here, I'm just saying everybody's feelings are valid, no matter what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you and I went through a similar situation. Nobody's is worse than each other's or each. You know what I mean? Nobody's Mm -hmm. is worse. Nobody's is less important or anything. I validate your situation just as much as you validate mine. And I don't think you should make anybody feel like they're not as, their situation is not as terrible as yours because it wasn't the same experience. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, and that's exactly my point. And yeah, I just, I just hate when people compare other people's situations like those people that I'm like, well, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh my God, the big eye roll, but the one uppers. <laughs> yeah. The one uppers. Yes, exactly. But anyways, this is where we're going to stop uh, the podcast and so sorry for the late <laughs> for the um, late episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like we like I said in the beginning, it got deleted because some dumbass. Um, She's didn't the press best record. IT we've had. Leave her alone. <laughs> I'm so not good at computers. Um, but thanks for listening and uh, tune in next week because um, we're doing research today. Yeah. <laughs> we're super excited. But um, yeah, tune in next week and we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.